What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to Cold Front Daily. I'm your host, Daniel Kelly. I'm with the Cold Front Report. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cold Front Report or our website, coldfrontreport.com. So what I do on this podcast is I talk about the latest in Bill's news, whether that be speculations, rumors, draft talk, positions, league-wide news, all your latest news on the NFL you can find here on the Cold Front Daily. I do have a great episode in store for you guys today as I do have a guest joining me, Mr. EJ Daniels. He also works with the Cold Front Report, and we're going to be talking about the secondary of the Buffalo Bills. Be sure to stick around. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, EJ, thank you for joining me today on Cold Front Daily. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yes, sir. I appreciate any opportunity I get to speak to the Bills Mafia, so thank you for having me. So today we are focused on the secondary, and I want to start with a controversial one, which is the number one corner here in Buffalo, Tredavious White. Tell me about his contract. Tell me your feelings on the star in Buffalo. Well, upon further review, um, someone had to explain to me that the contract that he currently has is probably under market value due to the fact if you see what uh, Jalen Ramsey signed for after he did, you would say that the Bills got him for a bargain. Now, um, because of that, I would say that I like his contract. Um, personally, I felt like he didn't have the season, you know, that he had, uh, what was that, two years ago or last year, excuse me, where he uh, was a all-pro and uh, he had the most interceptions without giving up a touchdown. That is a amazing feat, and he had a heck of a year. Um, but I don't feel like he played up to that level uh, this year. And my biggest issue with Trey White is that Bill's Mafia seems to think that he's a shutdown corner, and I have to push back on that a lot of bit just because, you know, shutdown corner is what we've seen from Richard Sherman back in the, the 2010s. That's a shutdown corner. Deion Sanders, that's a shutdown corner. Ask yourself when watching those two guys, is Trey White that? More so watch Richard Sherman because they play the same type of coverage. The Bills run a cover two uh, zone heavy scheme. And back in the Seattle days, um, Richard Sherman ran a cover three heavy scheme. So, you know, they're type, the same type of corner in terms of what they're asked to do. So, therefore, I want you, Bills Mafia, to ask themselves, like, does Trey White play even close to that level? And if I'm watching the tape, which I've done many times, so I am well-versed on his topic. He has not looked like that. And so to answer your question, I don't have an issue with his contract due to the market value that it is and due to, you know, what the actual top corners in the league are getting paid. And this is no flack on Tredavious White, guys. He is a number one corner here in Buffalo. But he's right. EJ's right in, in saying he had a down year, you know, only three interceptions, 11 pass deflections, a forced fumble. He really didn't play up, up to his contract, at least this year. And one thing you mentioned there, being a shutdown corner, you know, him giving up no touchdowns last year, was that due to the system, you think, or was that due to his play? Obviously, he was an all-pro, but the system that Leslie Frazier plays, it's not like Tredavious is traveling with a number one receiver. So do you think that was more coaching, or do you think that was more Tredavious White? Um, I think, honestly, it's more of uh, the system. So, again, one of my biggest issues with Trey White is if – so I'm always comparing this to the other guys, that his contemporaries, to the other best corners in the league. And my thing is that he's not top five. He's like six through ten. You know, and I will, I will give that. He's, he's a good corner, just not top five. So, therefore, to answer your question, it is more of the scheme because when you sit back there in zone, you're not asked to travel. You're asked to shut down the side. You know, you're asked to cover your area, your quarter, 
your 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 uh, deep half your half of the field, your axe to cover a section of the field, you know. And he, my biggest knock on him is when the Bills are asked or need him to cover the best wide receivers in the league, the D Hopkins, the Odell's, the those the, those guys. I mean, to, uh, Tyreek Hill just most recently. You know, he is not showing up now. There isn't many guys in the league that can stick with Tyreek Hill, but you know, look what Xavier Howard did against Tyreek Hill. You know, I mean, the Chiefs still won that game, but I mean, uh, Xavier Howard, you know, got a pick six off him in man coverage, a pick off him in man coverage. You know, I don't think Trey White could do that. You know, and then there is one thing to top my point off. They asked um, the Madden guys why um, Tredavious White didn't get a higher rating in Madden. And so the Madden guys, the Madden graders' response was, well, you know, Tredavious White, you know, gets a lot of help over the top from Poyer, from Hyde, you know, and when he's asked to cover in man coverage, you know, it's a different story. And that's a fact. That's a whole fact. When he is asked to cover one-on-one man coverage, he is not that successful. You know, his rookie year, he was, he was awesome. But ever since then, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't been that same guy. Now, when I, if I'm going to pay you top dollar, I need you to cover the receivers that you are paid to cover with your top dollar money, the other top dollar, top dollar guys on the other side. And he has not shown, you know, the propensity to excel in those situations. So I'm going to have to push back a little on you here because I, I do agree that the scheme definitely helps out. But if it was all scheme guys like Josh Norman, Levi Wallace, Taron Johnson, they would have had better years. What do you think Buffalo does at the number two corner? Do you think it's going to be Levi Wallace again? Do you think Josh Norman's coming back? Are you looking at the draft? What do you want to see opposite of Tredavious White next season? Uh, next season, I would like to see uh, Josh Norman cut. Not even thought about me bring, being brought back. I agree I like wholeheartedly. Yeah. Not, not a fan. <laughs> you know, I, I just saw yeah. a quote from him yesterday about the Derrick Henry, if you saw it. He said that he would go for the ball 100 more times. If he's memed, he's memed. I, I like the quote. I like the player back in the day, but right now, not a fit. Right. And if you really analyze it, like Josh Norman really had like one good year, like one super all pro year in Carolina. Like he had his rookie year where he, he kind of got on the map. Then he had the second year, you know, when him and Odell was constantly getting into it. When he got into that fight with Odell, he had an all pro year that year. And then that is the year that they want. He wanted that money. And then they let him go. And then he went to Washington. And then it was like a different story. All right. So, so Josh Norman out, Taron Johnson, yeah. two picks. Two pick sixes, I think everybody in Buffalo is overhyping him a little bit just because of the, the magnitude of those plays. What do you think of Taron Johnson? Um, I like Taron Johnson in terms of his scrappiness, um, in terms of what the Buffalo actually needs to win um, coverage, you know, stuff like that. He, he's awful. He's do you think he's crazy. a slot guy? Or do you, do you oh, like no, he, see him he's only He's only a slot guy. Only, He's a slot only a slot guy. You think he's solid the, in that role, or do you think we need to improve? Listen, Buffalo needs to improve their back, their secondary period. Besides the two safeties, they need to improve their secondary period. I've been saying it all offseason. That is that needs to be their focus. If they want to beat the Chiefs, they have to uh, improve that secondary. They have to get speed and more athletes on that defense. So I would like to see them go corner with their first draft pick, Asante Samuel Jr., will be there from all the mock drafts that I've done. Um, Ify Malafutu from Syracuse in the second round could be an option. Big, long corner who can cover a lot of ground and has pretty good speed. They said he's, you know, pegged to run in a 4-3. So there's options available for the Bills 
to get a good corner opposite Tre'Davious White. And as far as Levi Wallace goes, I mean, he needs to be he needs to be in a competition with a draft pick, Dane Jackson, and himself. Dane Jackson, another name I wanted to talk about. Um, not sure if you saw the the interview over there with Brandon Bean with PFF just the other day. Mm-hmm. He spoke about Dane Jackson potentially being a I don't think he meant it as a superstar, superstar, but as a um, as a player that he's really um, keyed in on. What do you think of Dane Jackson? Dane Jackson is a very solid, solid player. Ever since he's came out of college, um, he was one of the top uh, corners and tackle grade. But um, let me um, mention EJ. How, how did yep. he fall to the seventh round? If if he's so good, now a seventh round pick normally doesn't work out. Maybe Stevie Johnson is an exception in Buffalo, but g- g- give no. me that. Don't quote me on this, but I think he had injury concerns, and I think uh, his speed and his athleticism was a question. That's okay. what I think, if I remember correctly. Um, so, but, I mean, what you're seeing, what he's doing in the NFL right now. I mean, honestly, when you get to the NFL, nothing you did in college matters to me. Just that, I'm just going to be quite honest with you. Nothing in college matters once you get to the NFL and you play well. And in the limited snaps that he had, and being echoed the same sentiments, in those limited snaps that they gave him, he played really well. And you saw Bills Mafia clamoring for him, pounding the table for him constantly every week. Why is this guy not active? Why do we keep rolling with Josh Norman? Cry about uh, he don't know the scheme. Cry about he don't have the uh, experience. Put him in there and see what he can do. What's the worst guy can happen? Levi Wallace was getting burned all year. All those guys, always, all these cover one guys, they always want to co- co- come back to the, oh, it's the scheme. It's the scheme. The scheme is why he's getting beat. The scheme is why he's getting beat. But when you ask these guys to cover, cover one-on-one, they can't do it. So, I, so at a certain point, you got to stop blaming it on the scheme and put the onus on the players. It's not all the scheme. Because like you said at the beginning, Dan, I mean, if the, if the scheme was so good, I mean, these guys would be playing a lot better. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So I want to talk about safety with you. Obviously, Jordan Poyer was snubbed last year from the Pro Bowl, from the All-Pro. He had, he had a great year. Micah, of course, we, we have pr- probably a top five safety duo, but mm-hmm. it's always great to add depth. Are you looking at a safety in the draft too? Are you, are you looking at free agents? What do you think they need to do with safety? You think they need to stay put right now? Obviously, there's a lot of money put into Hyden Poyer, but they're not getting any younger. Exactly, and that's the thing. They're not getting any younger. Safety isn't one of the most valuable positions on the defense, but as you see in the Bills' defense, it makes a difference. You know, you got a guy like Hyde, super smart safety. You got a guy like Poyer, smasher. Get in there, stick his nose in there, can play box safety if he needs to. You always have to factor in contract versus age. That's always something you have to you have to look at. You have to look at value. You have to look at how do I get cheap production. That is always what you have to look for. And somebody actually made the assertion that Jordan Poyer might be a cap casualty. And if the Bills did that, I would Ooh, be highly pissed. Oh, yes. man, that, that's somebody, no. Listen, bro, somebody on the PFF uh, podcast of 2 Cancel somebody, him. Cancel yes, him. <laughs> somebody actually wrote that Jordan Poyer could re- realistically be a cap casualty. I was like, absolutely not. Well, not after the year he just had where he graded over 70. He had a 70 overall grade, a 70 coverage grade, and a 70 run defense grade, if I'm not mistaken. So he had a solid year. So I don't see why you would cut him. So anyway, to answer your, your question, though, specifically, there is this one safety that I like. There's actually two, actually. There's a safety from UCF, Richie Grant, very instinctive corner, little undersized, but on his tape, he's shown that he's able to cover tight ends. And that's specifically what I like because – if we're watching, if we're figuring out how we're beating the Chiefs. We're weak at covering tight ends, man. Very, very weak. <laughs> so very, I, I like this. Very, very, very weak. You know, we thought Milano was going to be that guy for us, and he's not. 
So we got to look in the draft for cheap talent. So Richie Grant, remember that name? Richie Grant from UCF, very instinctive guy, had, can cover a lot of grounds, quick. And one thing I want to stress, when you're looking at DBs, safety and corner, you always want to look at how instinctive they are, how many plays do they make, how do they get out of their breaks. And this kid, Richie Grant, is that is that guy but he's gonna go high in the draft so i don't know where the bills are gonna grab him if they're gonna grab him they're gonna have to do it in the second round but he he's a great player and then one more safety i'm looking at is uh andre cisco again from uh from syracuse syracuse had a lot of db a lot of db talent and they have three players if i'm not mistaken that's coming out in this draft with uh trill williams who's also been on the bills radar and iffy i mentioned who the bills spoke to and then andre cisco who runs a 4-3 but he, he's all over the place man but the thing is though he runs a 4-3, and he would be that type of athlete that would be needed at that position, and he can learn from high employer. Thanks a lot for your insight on the secondary, EJ. Before I let you go today, uh, my viewers want to know about J.J. Watt. So what, what do you think is the latest with J.J.? Um, obviously, everybody's taking his tweets way too seriously. So I want to hear your thoughts on J.J. Watt. So – I, I would say that J.J. Watt would definitely be a key addition to this defense. He would definitely, you know, add some much-needed pass rush help. He would add some much-needed leadership. He would add everything that the Bills are looking for. But, again, he's older, so it would have to be at the correct price. Currently, they were saying that he was getting into a contract north of, like, $10 million. Now, I, I, can, I, want... I, can, I can quote you, E.J. Uh, yeah. the, the quote last week was 15 to $16 million per year. If it's exactly. that, I'm out. I'm out. It, mm -hmm. 15 to 16, you can take him. Yeah. For, 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 for 15 to 16 million, I'd rather get a younger edge rusher, man. Listen, it's all about cheap talent. I'm sorry. You know, he, he's a lot older, but for 15 to 16 million, we can do something else with that money for maybe only two or three years. So with that being said, I, I, I feel that he will, he's going to go back to Green Bay. Going to go, excuse me, going to go to Green Bay. I say go back because he's from Wisconsin. And he grew up watching the Packers. So, you know, at this point in his career, the Packers got a quarterback that can uh, – a high-level quarterback. They have an offense that can score points. They have a pretty solid defense. They're in the hunt. They also were one game away from the Super Bowl. You know, See, so I, it just I, makes so much sense. I thought it was going to be Pittsburgh, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. just because his brothers are there. But with them bringing Ben back, I, I don't think yeah. Ben's the answer. So I don't no. think he's going to be interested in going over to Pittsburgh. I think Green Bay's probably the most – the most plausible situation at this point. But one other Absolutely. name we want to talk about was Von Miller. What do you think about Von? Because obviously $18 million, if they cut him, I, I spoke a lot about him last week on the podcast. I'm pretty intrigued by it. Um, could fill in for Milano. Obviously, we're, we're probably going to be losing him almost definitely. So what are your thoughts on Von? Another older guy, but. I would love to have Von on the team. Von has been probably the best pass rusher for the past 10 years, him and Khalil Mack. But um, Vaughn has a lot of off-field issues that are that are coming into play. You know, he had that whole thing with his baby mom on Twitter where he was saying some very suggestive things to her, and she screenshotted that stuff. And it's just like he – and then he had – and then on top of that, he's being investigated, you know, by people about some drug charges. So, you know, it's just okay. a lot of un yeah. unquestioned – Locker room problem, I'm not interested. Uh, if, yeah. if there's locker room I wouldn't, issues. I wouldn't say a locker room problem, but he well, just has a, off – you remember Jerry Hughes and Marcel Darius a few years ago, there was a crash. I, I think that was mostly Darius. I know Hughes was involved mm -hmm. in, and we don't need that kind of stuff. It's yeah. bad enough what's going on in Buffalo with the hockey team right now. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. going crazy about that. I don't think we need any more problems going on there in Western New York. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't need that. 
right now, I mean, the Bills are, like I said, they're a couple of pieces away from winning a Super Bowl. So bringing Vaughn will help, but he's got to get his off-field, his off-field situations corrected first. And, uh, and then, uh, again, it all depends on the, cap, the number, you know, what, he's, what is he talking. So I'm out on Vaughn Miller. I, as much as I love him, as much as he's been dominant the past couple of years, I think I'm out on Vaughn Miller. So, guys, general manager EJ has us going corner in the first round. Let's see if Brandon Bean agrees with him. Be sure to follow the Cold Front Report on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cold Front Report. Check our website, coldfrontreport.com. I'm Daniel Kelly. This is the Cold Front Daily. Thanks a lot for joining me today, guys.